Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 378. And I think I'm going to call it Simplifying Routines in Seasons of Stress and Grief, which sounds like a lot and it it kind of is. And I'm going to give you some, you know, information before we get started here. But it can also just be out of routine times, right? Like, so one of the reasons why I thought I would go ahead and share this one now is we do specifically talk about kind of some adaptations for summertime that are coming up. And so I, I feel like, Yes, we are specifically talking about seasons that are stressful and full of grief, but also there can be great seasons where it's like, this is a time to simplify routines. Let's just identify what's the absolute most important and how can we make that happen? So just letting you know, with the mention of summer that I do take off, if you're new around here, I take off June, July, and the first half of August-ish. So make sure you're subscribed. However you listen to the podcast, click the subscribe button. And yes, I want you to be subscribed, but mostly I just want you to know when the podcast comes back. So if you're subscribed, then at the end of the summer, when a new podcast episode finally comes back after the break, it'll just pop up into your app as opposed to forgetting about me, which is what I don't want you to do anyway. um, But let's talk about this podcast because I have some things I need to to share before we get started. So in this podcast, I'm talking to Brittany and uh, I I wanted to be clear. I want to give a trigger warning that we do discuss Brittany's experience of, I mean, honestly, she has experienced every mother's worst nightmare, the death of a child. So we do talk about that. And so if that is something that you are not ready to talk about or hear about, or just today's not the day. I just want you to know that move on, go listen to one of the funnier ones. You take care of yourself. Okay. So I want you to know that that's in there. I also want to be clear. And I say this a lot y'all, but I want to be real clear. I am not a mental health professional, meaning I don't give mental health advice, but we talk about grief. And the reason that we talk about grief is that it's kind of funny story, but I got on this call with Brittany and I was like, wait a minute, we know each other. <laughs> I uh, So Brittany was in my Bible study last year. She was in my Bible study small group. And uh, it's, you know, that's, that was my one frame of reference for Brittany. I did not know that she had joined Kindred Spirits. I don't remember people's last names. And so it just, I didn't know that I was getting on a call with somebody that I knew. And so you know, that was great. I feel like it's like the little kids in the grocery store who see their teacher out of context for where they normally know them. And they're like, what are you doing here? That's what it kind of felt like. Anyway, but I was excited to have this conversation with Brittany. Um, but as we were talking, we're talking about a lot of, you know, the basics, okay, routines and things like that. And because I personally knew Brittany, I knew what she's been going through over the last several years. Okay. And the reason I bring that up is that when I talk on these strategy sessions, I only know what the person in the session is choosing to tell me right that moment. Okay. So 
we stick to the strategies and like, how can you make these work for you? But in Brittany's case, she has experienced the unimaginable. And I feel it funny even saying unimaginable because she's really experienced it. And anyway, see, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not, this is not my thing. But because I knew what she had been through, I saw and wondered as a friend, not as a mental health professional, but as a friend, do you think this is grief related? Do you think some of the extra difficulty of some of these things is probably related to what you've been through? And so I just want to say that there might be more to your story. Okay. The strategies work. They work. But sometimes when you try a strategy that is, you're like, I get it. I, I just can't. It might be worth looking into and trying to figure out, is there something else going on here that getting some help with that thing could be helpful in this situation? So I do want to let you know that I have reached back out to Brittany to check and see, uh, if she's, you know, working with somebody at this point, you know, so just opening up that conversation and cause we didn't talk about that during this. Um, but I just want to, just want to let you know that that's what makes this one different Be- because I knew some of, not all of, but some of her backstory and we all have backstories, right? Like we all have things that make what might otherwise be something small into something bigger. Okay. Because of the, the backstories that we have. So just wanted to point out that it's May, it's mental health awareness month or whatever exactly that's called. And so I'm hearing that and seeing that. And as I was thinking about how do I introduce this? I went, Oh wait, it's May. And then I had to Google and see, is it May or March? That's mental health awareness, but it's May. So I think it's a good thing to talk about, you know, finding somebody in your area checking out BetterHelp, which is a, you know, sponsor of the podcast consistently, but figuring out what other kind of help beyond the decluttering strategies that you hear from me might be helpful for you in your situation. So I hope I said the right things there. Again, I'm not a mental health professional. And um, so, yeah, I just want to be clear about that. Okay. Here we go. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Don't get too, uh, don't get too nervous that it's going to be super serious from the get go. I mean, we're just having conversations about your house and then we get into the conversation about, Oh, yes, that's right. This is probably what's making this extra hard. And she does share, she does share her story. So, all right. I hope you get something from this conversation. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. 
Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Here's my conversation with Brittany. Brittany, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's kind of funny because we were like, I'm seeing you in a very small little thing on my screen, and I was like, wait a minute, we know each other. (laughs) Small world, we got a Bible study together, so. (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit or tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, your unique life situation. Well, I'm Brittany. I am married. I have three kids. One is in heaven. Uh, She passed away May 2020. She would be six years old. And then I have a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. I'm mostly a stay-at-home mom, but I do like as needed PR and occupational therapy work in nursing homes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but like I haven't worked in three weeks. And then sometimes I might work for three weeks in a row on the days my kids are Mother's Day out. So it just depends on. Basically, you always have something to do, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then the summer's coming and that's going to change Mother's Day out days. So I'm a little nervous about that, but yeah. Yeah. We'll I, see how when my kids were little and I can remember people being like, Oh, can you do this and this and this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking for things to do. Somehow we have plenty <laughs> of things to do. <laughs> so, yes. Love it. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about what is working well for you in your home. I've never had a huge problem with doing the dishes, but having like creating that habit after listening to your books and stuff has helped a lot just to even just running the dishwasher every night. That's helped. And then just like recognizing five minute cleanups is not being as big of a deal as I think they are, or like just cleaning up an area can really only take five minutes. And I've gotten a lot of stuff out of my house. When I met you, I didn't want to talk to you a lot about your stuff. I know I brought it up, but I was like, she's here for something else. She needs to like get away from her work. (laughs) But (laughs) when I did meet you that, that whole year, I guess that was like a year ago, that I've done a ton of work in my house and I've gotten made lots of trips to donation places. So I've gotten a lot of stuff out of my house. There's just a lot more I still need to get done, but I'm recognizing that I can only manage very little. And whenever it's too much, I just, I don't see myself as a failure as much, I guess. I just recognize, like, as you've said, like the clutter threshold thing. Yeah. has really opened my eyes to just how, how I live, I guess. And yeah, I saw I it as a problem, is- like a defect in me when it is just like, no, you just can only handle so much. Yeah. So that's been nice. And that's fine. And that's going to change at different phases of life. And can I ask you, like, did you already listen to things before we were in Bible study group together? And did well, you know it was me or I'm totally just curious. <laughs> well, what happened? And so I, I believe it was before my daughter, my first daughter, she was injured. And so it was like different parts of my life. I talk about her injury before or after injury. So before she was injured, I was, I've always been a very messy person. So I was like Googling, I was getting into podcasts. I was Googling good podcasts for, I don't know what I Googled, but 
yours came up. And so I was listening to that for a while and then life happened. I'd forgotten about it. And then when I was asking you and you said you're a slob comes clean handle thing, I was like, oh, I've listened. I used to listen to you. And then I looked it up and like, oh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> but I hadn't listened to your book. So that was really helpful, too. That's funny. Yeah, so, I'm always like, oh. What do people already know about me that I don't know they know about me? You know what I mean? Like, because I, well, I really so didn't know much. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> no, it's great. We had a good, we had a really good group last year. It was really fun. Yeah, um, it's nice. Okay, so let's talk about the things that you want to discuss. Okay, I think one thing, like I don't want to talk about it because I find it annoying, but it's just the laundry. It's like the last thing I do. If I have time to clean up or whatever, my son's napping, if he naps, he's starting to go to like napping every other day. So mm -hmm. that's a struggle. But I know you say to do laundry one day a week. I just can't do it. I'm okay. sure you've heard that too. But I just can't. I it just for this season, it would just be very difficult. But what are you doing? Season. So that's not I working, do what right? I can. No, I do what I can. and. I take it to a lady. Um, she actually, the sweetest lady. I love her. Um, she's local and she does laundry out of the laundromat. And she helped me a ton when my daughter was injured. And so I just like feel super loyal to her. So I don't like want to stop taking laundry to her, but I also can't take it to her as much as I do. It just gets expensive. So when I'm like backed up, I take it to her, but I just can't do that all the time. So. Okay. I'm trying to do things more on my own, but it's just, it's okay. Hard. I mean, I can put it in the washer and put it in the dryer, but you know, the rest is what's hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about, do you, um, how long can you go before you end up having to take stuff to her to catch up? Like over the course of four weeks, how many times are you do, are you trying to do laundry every day? Is it just super random and then it just gets behind or how does that go? At this point, it's, it's random. In my okay. head, I know that I should do it every day. And there was a period of time that I was, but I was leaving it to do after I put the kids down to bed. Like I'd put them to bed, do dishes, and then try to do a load of laundry and put it away. Like it was coming out of the dryer and do mm -hmm. folding and putting away. But I, at the end of my day, I just can't do that. Um, but now I'm rambling. What am I doing? What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> like, give me the, give me how it goes, like on a typical four week span. Okay. Like, do I kind of end, what do you actually end up doing? Not what the goal is, but like, what do you actually right. end up doing over the course of four weeks? So I try to keep up with it. And mm -hmm. then um, most all of our laundry, my kids take a bath and, my husband and I's bathroom. So all of our laundry just goes like in a, in our laundry basket. So I know what laundry is ready to be washed. If that's getting too high and I know that I can't get to it the, that week, then I take it to the lady. So okay. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like um, most likely there, there could be an issue of too many clothes which it, it can kind of go either direction. Like, I feel like 
getting the laundry under control helped me understand I didn't need near as many clothes as I thought we needed, right? Like, because I constantly felt like we were running out of clean clothes, which made me feel like, yes, I'll accept all hand-me-downs. Yes, I will grab things at garage sales. Yes, what you know, because I just gathered, gathered, gathered because it constantly felt like we didn't have enough. Once I got laundry under control, then I realized, oh, we don't need anywhere near that many. Like today we had a kindred spirit call and yeah, but somebody was saying, she was like, oh, I got laundry under control. And I realized, oh, we don't need 30 pairs of underwear. <laughs> and, and and it sounds funny, except that I get it. Like that's exactly what I was. Yeah. And so it's, but you can also go from the other direction as well. Like you can also be like, okay, I am having a really hard time dealing with laundry. And, you know, we, you briefly mentioned clutter threshold, you know, um, and realizing, I'm not sure if we talked about that before we started recording or not, but the clutter threshold is, is key and you're over your clutter threshold on laundry. So it's like one thing you can do is just start really purging clothes, you know, like, like, and, and, you know, for us, so when my kids were about the age that your kids are, uh, I was just starting to get into doing all of this kind of like I was just writing about it and trying to figure it out. And I think it was either the first summer or the second summer. It was like, okay, I've been doing really well, kind of holding on by my fingernails to all my routines. And now the chaos of summer is about to happen. Like, the, you know, routine's going to change. And so I packed away, like I picked my kids' favorite, I think I chose eight outfits. So we would have seven outfits plus one extra uh, for summer. And then I packed everything else away just to see if we could do it. I think I called it my laundry experiment. You know, I just wanted to know if this was even possible. And uh, that really shifted how I thought about what my kids needed. So as we go into summer for you, that might be something that you consider is you're like, I'm going to pick my kids' favorite outfits. Now, sometimes that means I need to get everything clean. So maybe this is a, we take things to her. We have actually everything clean, almost everything clean at one time. And I pick my favorite eight outfits for this season. And just doing that is probably going to help reveal things that you don't actually need, right? Like just going through that process, you're probably going to find things that, oh, this is outgrown or whatever. And then you know, go through that time and just like, see, is it easier to manage when I have only eight outfits per kid? You know, like, how does this shift how I, how overwhelmed I feel? How does it shift how quickly or easily I get behind? All of that kind of stuff. It it really changed how I thought about things. So does that sound like something you could do? Yes. I feel like I've done... I went through y'all's, um, the taking your house back mm-hmm. course. I did that last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've purged a lot of my clothes and I did my husband's too. Cause he doesn't care. Him and I are very similar. So like, I can't, we can't gripe at each other really. Yeah. Cause we're both kind of the same. And then I did, I let go of a ton of towels. Like I had way too many towels. So that's helped, but I still just get behind. So I don't know. I think it's to go, go further, go, go at it from that perspective of for this season, I am just going to pick the bare minimum. It's not like that stuff isn't still there. It's not like you can't go get it if you need it, but I think it will shift because I feel like what I'm hearing from you is it's just so overwhelming. You can't even imagine. 
Like you can't even imagine doing it all in one day. But when you get one week's worth and you realize, oh, one week's worth of clothing is actually nowhere near as much as I had built it up in my mind to be, which is the whole Uh reason why I'm so big on the, you know, the first, don't judge it on the first day, right? Because that's not a week's worth of laundry. That's a catch up. Well, you have this advantage of this lady who helps you with the catch up. So it's kind of like start from there and say, you know, I caught up and then I'm going to do laundry in a week just to see, because I will already know after one week, I'm going to know what an actual week's worth of laundry is, as opposed to, yeah. you know, it's mind boggling how, how the perception of how many clothes we have or use is actually very different, which is what, you know, I struggle with sometimes people are like, oh, it's different for in my house. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I mean, like, and it's also this, this mindset of, I'm going to give myself permission to figure it out. You know what I mean? Which is kind of what you'd be doing in the picking seven outfits and packing everything else away. I don't know. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually re-listening to your book, Managing Your House Without Losing Your Mind, and that you were talking about what you just said. And I remember that that was like, helping me rethink through it of just like how I did the dishes every day. I just need to start. If I think that doing the laundry every day will help, I need to just keep doing it, I guess, and and not judge yeah. it on that first day. Right. Well, and I think it's the judging it on the first week. The reason the laundry every day didn't work for me was that there's too much space in between starting it and finishing it. Like there's too, you know, there's like blank space in there and I would get too distracted. And so I would forget and I would end up rewashing the same load over and over. Right. So it's like, yeah, but the, what the one laundry day, that first laundry day is like that first day of catching up on dishes. And then it's the do it one week later, you know, as best you can, which right. I'm sure is kind of okay. hard for you too, if you don't know exactly which days of the week you're going to be working. Yeah. And every day, every week is so different. Yeah. It's hard to choose. And I don't want to do it on the weekend. Right. So I don't know. Right. But even once you <sighs> get, once you get it under control and you, you you really do grasp. Okay. So it's those two things. It's that second laundry day, which you're an advantage if you have it caught up from this lady. It's the second laundry day being, uh, okay, now I truly know what one, one week's worth of laundry is for our kids. And then it's the third laundry day of being like, we have literally had every single thing that we need clean and ready to go for a week. And I haven't been stressed about laundry. And it's like, those are the things you don't know, you don't know. And so yeah. experiencing that, it's just like, it's similar to the dishes math. Like I didn't know what one day's worth of dishes was because I'd always been catching up when I did dishes. And so it was like, once I knew what one day's worth of dishes was, I was like, oh, I like that feeling. I like the feeling of 10 minutes and this is done as opposed to hours and excavating my kitchen and all that. It's the same with laundry. Yeah. So I think I need to get rid of some blankets too, because I have... Mm-hmm too many blankets that need to end up needing to get washed from my dogs and then my kids because one isn't peeing or like leaking their diapers much but then my oldest is working on nighttime still and so but I don't know how to well and that might be something where summer makes it a little bit easier because they don't have like as thick of blankets or anything right yeah that'd be a good time 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional chart. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. Okay. What was something else you wanted to talk about? So just like something I'm going to start working on more concentrated is finances and meal planning. I've been really bad at just budgeting and staying in a budget. And part of that, most of my shortcomings come from a grocery bill because I just can't. I've never, I've been married for almost 11 years and I've never been able to handle it all yeah and being able to just like write down all the things and go to the grocery store and it's all just very overwhelming um i did try to do home chef and i did that for a while mm-hmm. and it was perfect but it just got too expensive so yeah i'm trying to find ways to not spend so much yeah um well i think you're you're on the right track because you kind of combined meal planning and grocery budgeting and basically the best way to work on your grocery budget is to meal plan, you know? So, um, I mean, 
that's ultimately what it comes down to. Do you go to the grocery store in person or do you do a pickup? I like to do a pickup. I get so distracted. Try If I try to take my kids to the grocery store, it's just, it's hard. I did it yesterday and I was there for like an hour and I got home. I had like a migraine and had to lay down for an hour. Oh yeah. But I remember when my I'm kids just, were, I had, there was a year where I had all three of them before one went, one went to school and it was before grocery pickups were a thing. And I remember being like my grocery budget and I'd always been a budgeter was blown like it was comp- like I just was grabbing whatever and throwing it in the cart and leaving. It was not fun. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. doing the pickup is definitely a help. For I sure. tried. Yes, I do that when I can. I just had to. It had been too many days and I'm like, well, I just got to go. So. Yeah. But when so, I can doing the pickup helps. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the number one thing to help with grocery budgeting is to, first of all, have a plan, you know, um, and I mean, I'm not just going to advertise my, I mean, I'll go ahead and advertise it, but you know, I have a two week <laughs> meal plan, you know, where it, but the way that it's arranged is what I'll talk about here, you know, and it's at make dinner happen. So a slob comes clean.com slash make dinner happen. Uh, but that's two weeks of meals. And, but the goal of it is to kind of help you learn this concept, which is if you can, okay. I used to be all about shopping the sales, right? I am less about shopping the sales now and more about just that, let me just have the plan so that I buy what we need and only what we need. Because I wouldn't, if I wasn't planning, I would grab all these different things and then not actually have the thing to make dinner and then have to get more and then have all this waste. And then it was just like this bad endless cycle, right? So having Mm -hmm. the plan, but the way that that's uh, built, what that's built around is I'm going to buy chicken breasts or chicken tenders, put them in the crock pot and have that as the first time that we have the chicken. And then I'm going to freeze the shredded chicken for future recipes to make, you know, quicker, easier things. So that on a lot of weeks, all I have to do is get like, okay, I want the pesto sauce and the pasta and a salad to go with this. And then I'm good. And that really shrinks the the grocery budget because I'm not, I mean, you're obviously still paying for the same amount of meat overall, but it helps me budget a little bit more or a lot more. So what what's the meal planning struggle that you feel like you have? Do you just not want to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like finding a recipe, Mm -hmm. even if it's just simple, and then just writing down, I need this, this and this. And then it sounds so stupid explaining it because it sounds simple to do, but my brain just has a hard time. But and then just putting in the grocery app to pick up and then it's just the planning of it all. I don't yeah. know. So okay, mostly just... I think the biggest part is finding the recipe and and writing down the ingredients I need for that. Okay. Can <clears> you <throat> skip that step and do find the recipe and instead of writing down ingredients, just immediately put them in the app? Do you know what I mean? Like instead of writing no. things down, no, that wouldn't work. Oh, right. No, I could do that. Um, just, you know, it's like eliminating that, that <laughs> kind of, yeah, take that step out where <clears throat> things get lost or whatever. Um, how are you finding, like, do you enjoy cooking like recipe recipes or would you rather just have some basics of things that you can eat? I probably just need to do basics. I do enjoy, like when I was doing the home chef, I loved it. Cause mm-hmm. it had all my things there and it was fine. Um, it's just the 
planning of getting all those things. Okay. Name off five recipes that you can make that don't, that you don't have to have a recipe for or five meals you can Um, make that you don't need a recipe. Like tacos with ground beef. Mm -hmm. Sheet pan meals. Spaghetti. Which I can do like, you can do lots of different sheet pan meal things. Do you do those very often? Um, sometimes I don't do anything very often because <laughs> okay. I just got, I just stopped the home chef thing and I was doing that for almost a year. Okay. So okay. now I'm getting back into my old way of no planning and no, not really knowing what we have for dinner. Yeah. So, well, I think, so here's how I like to look at it. If I have ground beef. Okay. Which, you know, I like to go to Costco and I get like a, um, you know, a, a seven pound package. That's about, it's, they're around seven or eight pounds, right? I do that. And then I cook, which I have a YouTube video on, you know, how I do it, the process, but I basically just cook that seven pounds of ground beef. And for that first night, you know, I'll do something like meatballs that kind of has to be like straight from the package, you know, when you bring it home from the store, but then the rest of it is just crumbled ground beef. And then that is frozen in Ziploc bags after it's cooled. Don't put it in while it's hot because then it'll like melt through the bag and go all over the floor mm-hmm. and then the dogs will be happy, but you won't, you know, so, <laughs> um, but, but like make sure it's completely cooled and then like freeze it as flat as I can, or you could go ahead and divide it up into pound packages or whatever. And then what that does is it's, even in those moments where I don't have a plan, I've got pre-cooked ground beef in there, which is I can make tacos in quite literally seven minutes. I mean, like, which is way faster than I could even possibly get in the car. And I don't even have to get kids and their shoes on or anything like that, like you do, you know? So it's like, I... Mm -hmm. I can, I've got that and I can do spaghetti or tacos or some sort of a um, casserole that has ground beef or anything that has like a sauce and ground beef in it. I can make that because what I'll do is I'll take, you know, the, the water and the taco seasoning, mix that up, put that in the, the pan. And then I literally put the frozen chunks of ground beef in that with a lid on it. And that water will steam and soften that because I'm not trying to recook it. I'm just trying to thaw it. Okay. Right. And then it cooks, with, which is the reason why some people are like, oh, I go ahead and put the taco seasoning in. And I'm like, but actually that means you have to just thaw the whole thing where this way it's like I'm doing the seasoning as I'm putting the frozen ground beef in there. Also, I don't have to decide ahead of time what I'm going to have, you know. And it will, you know, thaw it together. And then basically all I'm doing is just warming it up with the seasoning and then it's ready to go. And so it's like, if you can have some of that stuff in the freezer, then, you know, if you have that and then you have some chicken that you can put into like a soup or a sauce or whatever, then for the days where you are not able to think through what you want for dinner, you still have something that you can do. And then that way, when you do your grocery order, you're like, I'm going to pick two meals this week that I want to cook. And though, and I'm, and I'm going to give myself permission to not be like, I've got to feed my family seven nights this week. Instead, I'm going to pick two meals 
recipes that look kind of interesting and I'm going to get those, or maybe it's just one. And the other nights I'm going to do the things that I can easily do with the pre-cooked meat that's in the freezer. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it kind of helps bring that together. If you want me to take this out, I'll take it out. Okay. But I'm, I want to talk about something because I keep, I keep hearing you talk about getting overwhelmed, right? And I know mm-hmm. what you've been through over the last three or four years. And I I feel like I'm not a mental health professional. We all know that, right? Okay. <laughs> but I feel like some of this is is grief related. Do you feel like some of your I yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, some of it I was I'd written down of just like even like um I know grocery shopping is probably stressful for a lot of people, but a lot of people is also just like, it's just, you just go grocery shopping with your kids. But any like small amount of stress, I just get very overwhelmed and to the point where I get headaches or nauseous where I'm like, I've never had anxiety issues, but I think it's like just anxiety to stress because I was in a stressful state with my daughter for like a year and a half. And then afterwards not really recovering and I'm still not recovered but yeah just a lot of it is pushed down grief and I hate to call it anxiety because it's not like typical anxiety but it's just anxious not wanting to be overwhelmed with anything and then everything is overwhelming so you lived in a state of complete overwhelm for a year and a half and then grief which it feels like it, it it feels like these things that might otherwise be small for some people are like might just push you over into yeah. having an incident so or having a moment or whatever it how, however you would describe it yeah so and I, I would think- say just to explain so like even before <clears throat> my daughter's name was Myla even before Myla's incident. I have this specific memory, of course, of the day it happened. She, um, my house, I was working, I was working different. I was working every other, every day except for Thursdays. And so that day, I remember my house was a disaster and I had like piles of laundry that I knew I, like I had this list of things I knew I needed to do once I picked her up from her sitter's house and got home. Cause then the next day I was going to have a lady come clean my house and do some laundry so like this was a problem even before all the things happened and just explain for people who don't know she just she was at her sitter's house and she was gotten to some medicine that her sitter had and she stopped breathing in a nap because it made her sleepy she had an overdose from methadone that's what it was called sorry i'm not explaining this very well but she it's okay somehow ingested that and then she got sleepy sit her put her down for a nap and she stopped breathing in that nap um and she was probably without oxygen for about 20 minutes and they did bring her back but she was basically in a vegetative state for a year and a half and I was pregnant at the time with uh, my daughter my second daughter I was seven months pregnant so then Milo was in the hospital for two months and I had my second daughter, Adley, and then a week later, we brought Myla home with 24-hour nursing care. 
and she was home for a year, 18 months. So that was like a lot, obviously, to uh, walk through. And then, of course, having a newborn on top of all that. And then her story is a whole thing in and of itself. But um, she, her body just couldn't handle stuff. And I did when um, she passed away May 2020. And then the year I met you is 2021 because I had my I got pregnant a few months after she passed away and it was on purpose. You just wanted Adley to have a sibling. But so that just like created more. More things to distract me, I guess, to push down emotions that I hadn't dealt with from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next year after I had my son and we, I met you and I started listening to all your stuff. It was actually very helpful because um, there was like a closet full of her things that I used your steps to go through. And there's like a lot of different things with that, but so I'm not having to go through much of her things because I kept what I loved and there's a few things I had questions about, but I, I don't have like a whole closet full of her things. I have an attic full of some of her clothes, but it's not in the way and it's fine. And I get to share it with family members or close friends who are having babies and yeah. loved Myla and get to put their babies in her clothes or whatever special things but definitely just from all that of just already having a problem with managing life and being a messy person and then not really having the time to deal with all the emotions is just piles on top of what yes i was already struggling with which is grocery shopping or managing clothes yeah, I think I want you to give yourself permission because um, you don't need my permission for anything, but to be yeah. like less to think about and deal with. Because I, I know I know you're a great mom. I know that you are um, like all about your family and your home and your people. And it's like giving yourself permission to say, I don't, you know what? maybe I don't make fancy recipes ever again. And maybe, you know, I'm like, or or maybe I make those when my kids are teenagers or something or whatever, but like, I love recipes and there might be special occasions, but we're just going to eat and we're going to do some, um, you know, I, I mean, I have found at different phases of life, I've never been through what you've been through. But just different phases of life where I'm feeling extra overwhelmed, I'm like, I'm going to do some of the things that maybe, hi, mom, if you're listening, but maybe things that she would say made me feel like we're wrong, which is like convenience meals, you know, but I'm thinking of, and I'm thinking of Costco because I always go there after Bible study, which is where I know you from, you know, but like, (laughs) like they have some like full on, here's a meal, you know, I mean, like, Kind of like when you were going through all that, I know people were bringing you meals and Mm -hmm. did you feel some of that relief of, oh, that's one more thing off my plate. Yeah. And that was great. Our church 
had a meal uh, sign up for us the whole time she was home injured. Yeah. So it's like some, sometimes I would get like two meals a week, but it would last basically all week. So I didn't have to think about meals at all while she was home with nursing care. So well, and I, I think, think after she passed away, she, I had to like, I had people over at my house a lot, like my, my mom and mother-in-law and some good friends from church would come over and help me with laundry or whatever. So then I like to, not that that all disappeared because they were all still there. Like, you know, nobody was abandoning me or anything, but I just had to kick back into like, oh yeah, this is like Myla's, I'm not having to handle Myla's stuff, but I'm, I need to get back into managing my house and then getting pregnant and feeling sick all the time and then having a newborn. So. But even in that managing, let's make it your goal to have less to manage because you just have less. So like permission to say, I am going to, because here's what I have found. I always thought, no, look at this meal that is so that's, you know, maybe $12. Okay. And I don't know y'all, please don't quote me on that. Okay. But like, let's say this, this casserole at Costco, which those are pretty big. So that might be too much, but you know, like the, or this chicken pot pie at, at Costco is $12.95. I could make that for less because that's what I hear in my mind that my mom would say, you know, she's like, oh, but the ingredients for that are less. And I'm like, and yet if the ingredients for it were $6 and the made version is 12, am I willing to pay six bucks to take this off of my mind? Do you know what I mean? I, that's how I felt with home chef. Like it was expensive, but not trying to like talk bad about home chef. They're great. (laughs) No, I, um, I, I, I totally see that. I've had, we're actually, we've been doing Green Chef and I'm loving it. And I, there were times where I did it before where I was like, I enjoy this, but I can't justify the cost and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, you know what? For time's sake, it actually, you know, so there's different phases of your life where things, these things work. And so if you're not at a phase of your life where that can work, it's like, okay, well, what we don't have to go from that to planning meals that are as elaborate as the ones that you did with that service. It's like, okay, so let's, let's say, you know what? We may have literally spaghetti once a week. Now you may end up like Jennifer who did your pre-interview with you who will not eat spaghetti and her kids have had it at my house. And her kids are like, this is amazing. Mom, you should make spaghetti. But her mom made it like twice a week. Cause it was one of the only things her dad would eat. I'm telling this random story. <laughs> yeah. And so she won't <laughs> fix it like ever, you know? So it, yes, but they're going to be fine. Like, even if that's their story that they hate spaghetti because you made it all the time, but it's like, like if, sorry, if I you can, got food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's like, if I, what can you handle? You know, it's like clutter threshold and, and maybe your kids, wear the same five outfits, you know, and, and you're like, no, but we have cute stuff. I can't handle it. Even if you have cute stuff, even if you have well-meaning grandparents who give stuff to just be able to be like, I have to simplify my life because the fact is you're grieving and that's going to be a while. Again, I'm not a mental health professional, but it's going to be forever, right? Like it'll, it'll go through phases and changes, but it's like, if this is what I need to do to get through this phase is just to say, if I won't put so much pressure on myself about laundry and dinner, 
but still have a way to get them done, right? Because then we, if we just, if I say, I don't want to put any pressure on myself for this and then they don't happen, then it kind of backfires and we end up feeling guilty and bad. You know what I mean? So it's like, what can I do to make this happen without it putting extra stress on me that's going to send me over into my anxiety headaches or whatever it is that you're experiencing, then it's, I, I don't know. I just... I just want to give you that permission to just say, I'm going to go as simple as possible and say, this is how we're, this is the story. And so you're going to make the best of it, you know, and, and be like, what can I handle? I think it's that clutter. I define it as anything that easily gets out of control. And it's like, if there are areas of my life and, and the way that I deal with that is I have less of it. If it's constantly getting out of control, then I just have less, have less, have less until it can naturally stand or control with how I operate and I function. So for you, it's like these issues of laundry and dinner and all of that, I'm going to simplify, simplify, simplify until I get them down to a threshold that I can handle to where they're not causing me huge stress, even if it means not having it look the way that I assumed things were going to look back when we first got married before we had been through the things that we're going through. Well, and as far as the budget, just having a plan, even if the plan is to buy this chicken pot pie, just having the plan saves money. Like it keeps you on. You don't waste ingredients. Yeah. I have gone bad. Yeah. 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 I think I I need to go to Costco more often, but I need to figure out how to do it. They don't have a pickup. I don't think that one doesn't. I haven't seen it there. I've never, I've never looked, but that'd be nice. But yeah, taking my kids to Costco stresses me out because my (laughs) son, anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, And it doesn't have to to be Costco, but yeah. Well, I can even tell my husband because he actually he loves taking my daughter Adley to Costco. It's like their mm-hmm. little date. So maybe I could give him that could be a thing that they go do. So, yeah. Well, like um, one of the things that I've done, um, this is not a Costco focused podcast, I promise. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'll do the chicken in the crock pot. And then we have that over mashed potatoes with some corn on top. And that's like one of our super easy favorite meals. Cause it's like, I do instant mashed potatoes and then it's like very, very quick, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then I will pick up salads at Costco that come in these little things where it has all the ingredients are already in there. You know, like there's a green goddess and there's like a fiesta or whatever, all the ingredients are in there. And then I just put some of that chicken that I cooked the day before into that, you know, and now all of a sudden it's a meal. Um, not that your little kids would probably love that, but yeah but it's a way. So I don't know. Is that helpful? I feel like, I don't know if I've been helpful at all. (laughs) It is helpful. It's just like needing to, I don't know. It's like things I've thought of and then I just don't get around to doing or whatever. You can check things off your list or you can just delete them from your list and say, that's not going to happen. And it's fine. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love. 
and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And I think um, my last thing is just like kind of just talking about everything that we've been talking about but trying to recognize how much stuff I do need if I get I've gotten rid of a lot of things I've gotten rid of more containers than I can count and I still have some that I've kept so that like if I need one I can like go shop my little area of containers but I think the overwhelm happens whenever I'm just like trying to take care of kids all day and then I look around the kitchen and like it's all open space with our kitchen and table and living room and everything is just covered from just like that day of just like a paper towel I used and just put it on the counter because I don't want to walk to the other side of the kitchen and put it in the trash. I understand. I'm just a messy person. So <laughs> no, I well, you're in the right place. <laughs> I know. That's why I like the title. I like my um, so not to talk bad about either of us. I'm kind of a self-deprecating person, so it doesn't really bother me. But that's the right word, right? Self-deprecating. But my husband and I are similar, as I said. So like, he can't really point out my flaws. I can't point out his. We can just try to help each other because we both leave trash and stuff on the counter, um, or whatever. So, have you been doing the five-minute pickup? Yes. And I think okay. that's what recognize like now that my it's almost kind of helping that my son doesn't nap every single day now, because before I would just say, like, I'm leaving that till his nap time. And then I'd spend the whole nap time cleaning up the disaster that happened. And then my daughter, she doesn't nap, but she rests, rests watching TV with air quotes. But and then I feel bad that she's watching TV the whole time. So, like, I don't want to spend all my free time picking up the mess that I had. So, doing the five-minute pickups instead of waiting till a nap is helpful. Because I can, I can, I recognize, like, oh, I don't have to save this for later. I can just do this. Even though some days are harder than others where my son just won't let me get things done because he's two. But... I can try, but it's well, and and also, you know, when your husband's home, since you said like y'all try to help each other, saying okay, let's try to do a five minute pickup almost every day. You know, it's like, and you can still do one during the day. Like, do do a couple if you can, because every single one that you do is just going to make it that much easier and that much easier and that much easier. So it's like, okay, together. We both struggle with randomly putting things down. Okay. So let's do a five minute pickup because actually the answer to randomly putting things down is the five minute pickup. 
like for me to tell you, for someone to tell me, just don't put things down. It's like, well, they don't understand because I don't realize when I'm putting it down, right? Like, yeah, it just happens, right? Like I just look around and go, what? You know, so it's like, okay. So instead of saying, I'm going to be different, I'm going to be different, I'm going to be different. I can do a five minute pickup, right? And so we do that as a family. And then that starts to be, it starts to, that's where I start to, not that I still don't randomly put things down, but I do it less and less the more I do five minute pickups because I start to see that this is annoying for me to have to, pick up this paper towel and then pick up another one the next day and then pick up another one the next day. And then I'm more likely to realize I'm setting it down as opposed to going ahead and putting it away. So it's like all of that will work together. And then if you can get the whole family in on the five minute pickup, which is not fun with a two-year-old at all, but Mm -hmm. it does start to build. And that is something y'all can kind of do together because, um, it's the, it's the key. And it also remembering that the more we do this, if we've done this for a while and it is still not possible to get things back with all of us doing a five minute pickup to get it back under control, then okay, we can't have this much stuff. Like it's a self acceptance situation, reality acceptance thing of, okay, we still have too much. All right. Let's get rid of more. Okay. We still have too much. Let's get rid of more. Cause it, the, the overwhelm that you feel makes it hard to declutter. And that is completely valid, but it's like the more you do declutter when you're able, the easier it's going to make the day to day, which is going to lessen the overall kind of unexplainable overwhelm. Does that make sense? It's like you have super legitimate things to feel overwhelmed and grieve about, right? And then we add in the day to day nagging overwhelm. And it's like, mm-hmm. if we can reduce that, that will help this feeling. You know, like one of the things you said, when does the rhythm of being able to maintain and manage all the things actually come? That's what you'd put in your little form. So yeah. it, it it comes when you hit your clutter threshold. Yeah, I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's hard to know what to get rid of. Because the thing that, it's hard to maintain it or just like the things I'm placing down everywhere that I'm using, but I need to take a better inventory of looking so the issue would, specifically. Okay. So the issue would be, you know, the things I'm placing down. Okay. Then where would I look for this first? If this surface here was clear, right? So like, let's say it's a um, measuring tape on my kitchen counter. All right. And it's just, there's just random things. Okay. I'm going to pick this up. Where would I look for this measuring tape first? It can't be the kitchen counter because my goal is to keep that clear so that I can use that for, you know, kitchen stuff. So yeah. with with that out of the equation, where would I look first? Not knowing where it's going to be, but just thinking I'm about to start tearing my house apart looking for this tape measure. Where's the first plate? What's the first drawer that I would open? Whatever. Okay. And then you... Take it there, whatever that answer is. It's this drawer in the kitchen. Okay. I'm going to go to that drawer. I can't say the word drawer all of a sudden. It sounds super weird in my brain. Does that ever happen? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to go to that drawer and then I'm going to deal with the reality of that drawer right now. So this drawer is full. There's no room for this measuring tape. What is trash or donation in this drawer that I can get rid of to make room for the measuring tape? Uh, And it's like, 
it gives me the next thing to do and then the next thing to do. And I deal with that thing. I pull it out to go put it in the trash to make space for it. Or I say, oh, there's already six other measuring tapes in here. I don't need this one. But whatever it is, I'm dealing with the reality of this measuring tape. I would look in this space and I'm going to deal with just enough to get this item into that space, not by shoving, but by removing something that doesn't deserve to be in that space as much as this does. Okay. And then I'm going to, I can be done with that. And then, okay. I don't have to think about that anymore. It is one less thing weighing on my mind. Mm -hmm. And there's so much value in that. And then little by little by little things have homes. And once the things are in the homes, they're not clutter anymore. They have an actual real place to go so that in the five minute pickup, they are actually going to a real space and you're not just moving things around that don't actually yeah. have homes. Yeah. I feel so like slow. I'm finally, I feel like I'm at a place where everything, almost everything does have a home and it's most of it's easy to put in. Throwing it in there is my favorite. Like I don't want to do tiny little organization things. So I've tried to make everything easy to put back. And even still, I'll still like put the ibuprofen in front of the basket that I could just put it in. But um, but that's where the five minute pickup comes in. So you don't yeah. have to kind of like we were talking about at the beginning. You're like, OK, it was so nice to know I'm not just there's not just something wrong with me. I yeah. know how it feels to be like, why did I not just put this in the basket? Because I'm doing a five minute pickup, I don't ask myself those questions. Do I wish I knew? Oh, yes, of course I wish I knew. But I'm like, it's a five minute pickup. This is what I'm doing during this time. I'm taking this, put it in there, you know? And it's like, it's giving myself permission to say, I don't have to stress out over it. I just have to do the little things, one little thing after another, after another. Yeah. And then it really truly adds up. I think maybe to not summarize, but just, um, like all the things I need to do five minute pickups to really help my whole life. It's like my bathroom counter, the kitchen, my car, and the living room. And kids' rooms are separate there. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how do I do that every day? Because then I just have too much stuff because by the time I get to my bathroom counter, it's like, I'm exhausted and I'm going to bed because I saved this for the end of the day. I don't know. So I sound like such a lame person. No, you don't. Like... No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. So your goal is that one five-minute pickup, probably with you and your husband together, would be able to get all of those spaces. Okay. So it's not that you have to spend five minutes in each space. In the beginning, it might be that you want to spend five minutes in this space consistently. What I would do right now is um, do just do a five-minute pickup in the kitchen every day. And then as you get to the point where you are like, oh, I'm done after three minutes. Okay, well, then spend the last two minutes in that next space that you set. Okay, and then work on the next couple days or whatever, um, next week or so, five-minute pickups that are the kitchen in that space. And then, you know, and knowing the whole time that this is my goal, my goal is that my husband and I together can do a five minute pickup and get those four primary spaces that I want to be under control, under control. Okay. And if I do that, 
and we do it for a while and it just isn't working, then like it or not, wish I could have more stuff or not, I can't. It's over my clutter threshold. I need to have less stuff. This is just the reality of our family right now, whether that is, and I don't normally say this, so I don't know why I'm going to say it, but like, you know, packing stuff away for a while or something. Um, Mm -hmm. But we got to get it down. We got to get it simplified here so that it can be less for me to deal with because I'm dealing with enough as it is. So I don't want to be dealing with all this. So it's like less, 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 less until that five minute pickup is all of those. So it's like, so don't think of it as, oh my goodness, if I was really to do this, that would be five minutes in these four different rooms. That's 20 minutes. And that wears me out. Just do five minutes. Just do five minutes in the primary one for a while until you are like, oh, okay, I can now bring in some other areas in five minutes. And I think part of that becomes the predicting ahead of time how things are going to go and where they're going to be and what what this is going to look like and what is it going to take. And instead, take all that away and say, I'm not going to try to predict how things are going to go. I'm not going to think about how exhausted I would be if I did it all. Instead, I'm just going to do five minutes in the kitchen and see what happens in five minutes. And then tomorrow I'm going to do another five minutes and see what happens in five minutes, not to build myself up to 20 minutes, but to get myself to the point where I can do more in five minutes. Yeah. Do you take any kind of before and after pictures in the five minutes? I always forget. Okay. But I should. Try that this week. Just try like a five minute pickup in the kitchen before and after just to see the impact that you made in five minutes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I guess like just rethinking back onto the laundry. I just don't know when to do it because I just don't know how to do laundry with a two-year-old who wants me to hold him. So not, he doesn't want to hold him all the time, but the exhaustion of like trying to complete, do something and then being pulled away from it. Like every two minutes just makes me not even want to do it, but laundry needs to get done or whatever needs to get done so like where do you fit that in is it just well let's take out for the exhaustion of that season to be over because it will well, end. Like, it will end it will and that makes me sad because all my boys have hairy feet now so you know <laughs> um I, I think I think let's take some things out of the process okay so kids clothes we're not going to fold them and we're not going to sort them so it's uh, and and this is coming from somebody who did, who I do like to sort and I do like to fold. Okay. So like, but I'm just saying like, okay, what could we do here to like remove anything that doesn't have to actually be? So, so mm-hmm. let's do a week's worth. Let's take it to the lady. Let's get it down. And then, okay, on such and such day, I am going to gather up my kids clothes and I'm going to throw them in the washing machine all together. My 21 year old, like. It drives me bananas, but he throws it all together. Like he will do his jeans and everything like all together and everything like he hasn't had anything get messed up. So I'm not guaranteeing it. Well, I do do that, but I use the color catcher sheets. Yes, that's good. My daughter does use those. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's like, I'm going to do that and then I'm going to not fold them. I'm just going to, or I have a a basket where my kids clothes, cause your kids are still pretty little, right? Like 
I'm going to just, this is the basket and they're going to wear wrinkly clothes. And that's just the phase of life that we have. There was some study that somebody was talking about from like the olden days or whatever of like little boys who went to school with clothes that had been ironed versus little boys that went to school with clothes clothes that had not been ironed. And when they got home, they were exactly scientifically the same. Like there was no advantage to having ironed them, you know, so... But it's, I it's found a that, solution that makes it easier. I don't iron okay. anymore. I just use a steamer and it stays like plugged in. So if I need to steam something, it takes like not even 30 seconds. If oh, I want there you if go. it's a wrinkle, too wrinkly. Otherwise, yeah, it's fine. If you have to. But now so, that but, you're saying that maybe like, cause I, what I, I do hang up all my kids clothes, except for their, their shirts and like my daughter, their, her shirts and dresses I hang and then everything else I kind of throw into these bins I have or like this thing, but I don't even have to fold. like, I could just put it into a basket and not even worry about folding it. Cause it's not, doesn't need to be, it can just be thrown in there. Yeah. Same with my son's stuff. I don't know. I'm thinking of ideas to control it as you were talking yeah. about it. Um, yeah. But, Yeah. Like taking away this, wait a minute, what do I, what part of this process do I feel like I have to do? Not that you won't at a different phase of life, go back to doing that kind of stuff. But as it is right now, you need to get through this time and have it not be overwhelming to you. So it's like, no, I'm not going to feel like a failure or feel like I have, you know, somehow I'm doing something wrong by throwing it in there. I'm going to say, this is what I do now. I just made the rule. And so I'm not breaking a rule because I'm the one who makes the rule, you know? So yeah. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to, you know, you, you might be able, like, how big is your washing machine? Is it a older style or is it one of the bigger? It's pretty big. It's okay. Pretty big. I mean, I would yeah. not be surprised if your kids clothes, especially in the summer, probably going to barely even, they may not even take up a whole load of laundry. Right. Yeah. Like it right. may be one week is one load of laundry for your kids. But even if you say, I'm just going to give myself permission to just keep my kids' clothes under control and work up to it that way. Say, I'm going to take out all the, you know, rules that don't need to be rules for me right now and just focus on just the kids' stuff. I don't know. That sounds doable. Because I'm thinking, like, how I I like to keep all my folding in the laundry room because I used to bring it out and I'd put it on my bed or the living room and I then that would become, like, procrastinate clutter yes Mm -hmm. so if I could keep it in I keep it in the laundry room so it stays there but like how I fold is I'll fold and put it on top of the dryer and then that becomes the whole thing because the the dryer is falling over with clothes or the clothes are falling off the dryer but if I just put it in a laundry basket and take it not even fold it just put it in there like you're saying and then just throw it in the drawer or basket thing I have that saves a lot of time. Yeah. So I could do that. And I do have like, I have like six laundry baskets, but they're all in the garage because as I was working through your courses and stuff, I realized how many I had, but I wanted to keep them. So they're in there. So I could, I don't want to fill them up with laundry, but I can use them as transporting too. Yeah. And I think you're going to end up finding that you don't even hardly need to do that. Like once you really do get down to a week's worth, you're going to be surprised. Yeah. At how few clothes that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me what you Mm -hmm. love about being a kindred spirit. 
I don't get on the page. I like reading people's stuff. But I mostly just like supporting what you're doing and well, thank you. being able to do this. But yeah, I don't like, um, I'm not on the page much, but I do. I have posted on there a few times and it is nice to like people there already understand. I'm not having to explain my brain to anybody because everybody yeah. already gets it. So, oh yeah, we totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, being willing to come on and thanks for just sharing your story. And, you know, I mean, it, like you said, this was already a struggle, but the things you've been through have also, I mean, those are legitimate factors in all of this as well. So, yeah. Okay. I hope that you, I don't want to say the word enjoyed, even though we had a good conversation, right? So I hope that you got something out of that conversation, that it helped you to remember that everyone is going through something and that you don't always know what they're going through. And that maybe it helped you identify some things that maybe are, are making it harder for you. And I hope that the hope in all of this is that we can keep simplifying. We can keep getting down to the basics and just saying, Hey, let's identify what has to be done and not let the other stuff add to our stress, right? I did want to say one more time, I'm not a mental health professional. So yeah. Okay. I will talk to y'all later.